Welcome to another episode of the Totally Bias NBA podcast. Uh, right now it is 10 p.m. on uh, September 27, 2020. And uh, the Heat has officially beat the Boston Celtics to uh, advance to the NBA Finals. Uh, uh, Heat played great. They, I think the final score... Um, let me check the final score. Give me one second. The final score is... 121-110 with 47 seconds left, so let's just call it 121-110. Uh, and the uh, Heat played great this game. I mean, they were down six late in the, uh, in the fourth quarter, and then they came back, uh, went on a really big scoring run, and they just took home the game. Uh, the Celtics didn't play as crisp as I would have wanted them to play this game. They fought. Uh, Gordon Hayward missed some layups, and I mean, Gordon Hayward looks really bothered by his ankle, as evident, because... You don't, you don't, you can't expect someone to fully recover from a grade three ankle sprain in five weeks, which is uh, how long it's been since Gordon's injury. So right now, you know, congratulations to the Heat, great job and all. But I'm not going to talk about the Heat this podcast. I'm going to talk about the Celtics team. I don't at this point because we've already technically lost the series and we're sent home. Uh, first of all, I'd, I want to give a good luck to the Heat. Please beat the Lakers. I don't see them beating the Lakers, but please beat the Lakers. Anyway, uh, the officiating this game was a little questionable. Uh, Gordon Dragic got a lot of very questionable calls called in his favor. But overall, I'm not going to complain about the refs. Uh, to be honest, I'm not going to talk that much about the game in general. I just want to talk about this beloved team that's been that's made this far. And uh, we'll be leaving the bubble uh, as of now. This Celtics team, this entire series, has been a little disappointing to me because they haven't played to their full potential most of the times. And uh, they've choked some big leads, honestly. I would have expected them to go up 2 nothing because both, both games they had pretty big leads. I mean, and it's understandable to be mad at them. It's understandable to be disappointed in this team for not reaching its full potential in the most crucial stages. But on the other hand, we need to look at, uh, we need to look at, mm, we need to look at this entire season and take it in perspective. Uh, the Celtics team before the season was projected to be a pretty low seed. They were projected to be, I think about like a six seed to an eight seed. And, uh, of course, the heat was projected to be much lower. So, you know, kudos to the heat. But again, this Celtics team has defied a lot of my expectations. Uh, flashback several months ago last year, when the Bucks won the series against the Celtics in five, I was at a pretty low point when my perspective on the Celtics. At the time, you know, future was looking pretty, pretty bad. Uh, I kind of knew Kyrie was going to leave, and uh, you know I was hoping they would trade Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown for Anthony Davis because Jason Tatum played horrible the entire Bucks series, and Jalen Brown, he was our best player in the Bucks series, but that doesn't say a lot, does it? You know, and I was pretty bummed when the Lakers got Anthony Davis, uh, and I was even more angry at Danny Ainge for giving Jalen Brown a pretty big extension at the end of the season. Because I thought Jalen Brown didn't really deserve it. Because he's been pretty disappointing last year. I was especially hurt when Al Horford opted out of his contract and decided to sign 
when he opted out his contract, I thought he was going to sign a uh, like a smaller, longer term deal back with the Celtics to keep playing. However, he definitely broke my heart by signing with the Sixers to ring chase. At that point, Terry Rozier was a restricted free agent, and I thought I was going to have to live with a lineup of Terry Rozier, Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and Daniel Tice for whoever. Because we traded Aaron Baines, too, for a first-round pick that's honestly not worth anything at this point. That was definitely a horrible time as a Celtics fan. But Kemba Walker decided to sign with Boston after uh, Michael Jordan disrespected him with a low-ball offer. And honestly, honestly, I'm very happy he signed here. Kemba Walker, for how bad he's played this playoffs, he's... He's brought this team a lot of scoring this season. He's brought this team a lot of much-needed leadership. And he is one of the main reasons I think Jason and Jalen has been able to ascend this season. So before the season started, I didn't really have big hopes for this team. I was thinking this team was going to be a second-round exit at best. Because this team at the time, I thought, was just a sixth seed or an eighth seed, something like that. But this team, man, this team defied my expectations. They think they, they lost their first game and then won 10 straight. They did everything they can to really play hard. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown had surprisingly great seasons. Because at, at the point, I expected Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown to get better, but I did not expect them to get this much better. And... They got that much better. Uh, earlier in the season, honestly, Jalen Brown was outplaying Jason Tatum. Jason Jalen Brown was becoming a confident three-point shooter. He was comfortable driving the lane. He was he has improved handles and he's a lot smarter on the defensive end. Jason Tatum he had a slow start to the season, but when he was when he was selected as an All Star, he just went off. For a while, he averaged 30 on 50-50, 85% shooting, and that was nuts. That, I think, gave the Celtics fans a hope of seeing finally a homegrown superstar that we didn't need to trade for or sign. And with Jalen Brown, the young tandem of the third picks of Jason and Jalen was looking really, really nice. And finally, that contract Jalen Brown got was looking great. He should have gone the max. He really shouldn't should have, because he was playing that good this season. Of course, Kemba got hurt with a knee issue, which we should expect because he's Kemba's getting old. And uh, of course, this and Hayward struggled with some injuries throughout the season. And. Uh, in this playoffs, in the entire bubble, Kemba really didn't look that crisp. And Hayward was hurt again in the first round of the playoff series, and injury bugs have hurt the Celtics ever since. Am I saying the Celtics would have won this series had Gordon Hayward not been hurt? Maybe, honestly. But who knows? I don't want to play revisionist history. So, you know, the Celtics lost.
plain and simple. They got a lot, they got outplayed and pretty much outcoached. This is the third time in the last four years the Celtics have made the Eastern uh, Conference Finals. Yet, it's the third time we got eliminated. The Celtics teams that have made those finals have been honestly pretty lackluster, and this team honestly this this year I thought was the closest shot we had to the finals. Uh, unfortunately, we squandered it, but really, what the hell? What the hell? This team has, you know, honestly didn't go away just quite yet. When they were down 3-1, they at least won the game and put up a good fight for the majority of game six. They made, they've made Celtics fans a little hopeful of next year, even though we all know next year the East is going to be more competitive. The Nets are going to come back better with Kyrie and KD. And, you know, whatever off-season moves comes, you know, the next season is going to be totally different. And the Celtics have three draft picks, so we'll see what they can do with it. But next year, it's going to be harder. Next year, it's going to be difficult. Next year, there's no way this Miami Heat team will make the Eastern Finals. And if we make the Eastern Finals, the opponent will be something much stronger, a team that's much better than this Heat team. And it's, it's only... Contingent on if we can get better from now. And as a Celtics fan, I have to say I think so. Uh, because I believe in the fact that Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown is going to keep getting better. They're going to grow, develop. They're gonna, Jason Tatum is going to cement himself as a superstar. Jalen Brown will finally be respected enough to be nominated as an all-star. Kemba Walker... I don't know about Cam, but he's getting a little old. But I don't think Danny Ainge should trade him. Because if you trade a free agent the second year, like after one season on contract, no one's going to want to come to Boston in the future. Like, no one. No one at all. You can't disrespect a free agent like that. So I don't think Danny Ainge can trade Kemba. Hayward, if he opts in, I guess you can trade him. But I don't know. This team, just this team, current team, uh, will not cut it next year if we actually want to win a championship. So we'll see what Danny H can do. And Celtics fans shouldn't shit on Danny H or Brad Stevens. Uh, they should put their absolute trust on these two people because they've proven time and time again Brad Stevens have taken three different teams to the Eastern Conference Finals and uh, Danny H has made some great moves over the years. So... I think, uh, I think we should, at this point, I can only trust Danny Ainge and trust Brad Stevens to figure out something for next year. Um, you know, I, I should thank the Celtics for playing their hearts out, honestly, this season. They've defied expectations, they've fought, they've grown, and ultimately we came short, but we came a lot closer than I've ever imagined earlier this year to be honest i might disappointed 100 percent right now but i think after i calm down and after say about a day or two of me being calm i think i will realize especially after you know looking back at some of the opinions 
about the Celtics earlier this year that this team has overachieved a lot and the future is bright. Now, I think it's time to look at next season. Looking at next season is one of my least favorite things to do because it's so desperate and pathetic. As a Celtics fan, I've looked over uh, looked to next season for the past several years, each more hopeful than the last. Until last year, where I was just I didn't want to think about basketball for the, like for the rest of the year. But before then, I was really hopeful. I always had something to hope, be hopeful for. In section seventeen, I had the first pick to look forward to. Seventeen eighteen, I had Kyrie and Hayward coming back to look forward to. And honestly, this season, there's nothing much to look forward to. There's nothing surprising to look forward to. There's nothing that we have up our sleeves that we can just pull out and give our fans some hope. Because right now, what we have is a team that is pretty much uh, over the cap. No matter if Hayward opts in or out, we're over the cap, so we can't really sign anyone. We can't even get the full uh, mid-level exception to sign anyone. And uh, we have some solid trade pieces, but I don't see Danny Ainge trading any of the big names. So that's that. And draft picks. We have three draft picks right now. I think 14, a mid-20s pick, and the 30th pick. I think you can package that into something good. Uh, and But I don't see the Celtics making any big moves. So the only hope we have is the team uh, being continue to be good next season, which it's a very dangerous thing to hope for. So now... That uh, we've talked a lot about this season, I think let's we should look at the off season. And the first uh, item on the off season is the draft. Right now in the draft, I don't see anyone big that the Celtics should really key on. I mean, of course, the Celtics need a big man, which I don't know how the Celtics are going to fix that issue. I don't think Stephen Adams or Serge Ibaka is a choice. It's even an option. Jeremy Grant is interesting, but there's no way in hell the Celtics will be able to afford him. Uh, Nerlens Noel, maybe? That's actually not a bad choice. Nerlens Noel. Uh, maybe Dio and his candor for Nerlens Noel. Uh, I don't know. Uh, there are some other, there's some center, solid center options out in the market, but they are all pretty expensive, and I don't think the Celtics are able to afford any of them. In the draft, the only solid center, I mean, it's the best one, it's James Wiseman's power forward. I think like that's the only big man I'm familiar with in the draft. Uh, I don't think there's no way, there's no way in hell because this draft is not great that uh, it, the Celtics will be able to get uh, James Wiseman with the 14th. So right now, when we look at the 14th, I think we need to think shooting because the Celtics need some shooting. Uh, when when the stars gone cold, we need someone to be the threat. Uh, we need a Duncan Robinson. We need a Tyler Hero, which you know, Tyler Hero is sad, but. Uh, I think the best option in this draft is James, uh, Aaron Naismith. He is a knockdown shooter. Just a knockdown shooter out of Vanderbilt. He shot amazing. And he has great form. Because three-point percentage in college can be very deceiving because Kaminsky shot like 40% from three. But you know, we all know he didn't really shoot that great in the league. Because, because the, there are players that only shot great because the three-point line in the NCAA is shorter than the NBA three-point line. And uh, we need to look at good form that is transfer- uh, transferable to the NBA, good techniques, good shooting techniques. And I think even Tyler Hero, who shot like thir- mid-30s you know, in the college, he translated into a great shooter in the NBA because he has a good mechanics of a good shooter. And I think Aaron A. Smith has that good mechanics of a good shooter. 
that I think can be able to translate into something solid in the league. Uh, I think he, he's actually not bad on the defensive end. He doesn't have as much holes on the defensive end as Tyler Hero does. Uh, but he's also not as good of a scorer as Tyler Hero. But he's a solid shooter off the bench that I think the Celtics should really need to focus on. And I think if we can't get him at 14, I think we will be. We can get him at 14, but if we if his stock somehow rises around the draft, I think you know we put it, put another pick in it, trade our 20, 20th, 20-some pick and our 14th pick for like a, the 10th or something like that. Move up, you know, uh, and see what we can do with it. In the free agency, I mentioned before, the Celtics are over the cap. And, uh, you know, Gordon Hayward, no matter he opts in or out, we're still over the cap. So we can't really sign anyone. But when we look at the mid-level exception market, uh, there's still not that many good players to look at. You know, for example, what is the best remaining center on the market? You know, I think Andre Drummond's going to be a free agent, but there's no way in hell he's going to sign for mid-level. Neither do I think the Celtics even want him because he's a defensive hole, you know? Tristan Thompson's an interesting option. Uh, I don't know, looking around the league. I already said why Steven Adams and Sergi Baca is not a good option because both of them are, I mean, both of them are not like complementary centers. Uh, Sergi Baca is a little, he played well against the Celtics in the playoffs, but he's generally like a very big offensive minus. And he is a little slow to keep up with uh, the, the guards of the world. Steven Adams is not super solid in the playoffs, and he can pretty much do everything. He can do everything at an okay level, uh, but he can rebound well, but everything else is on a pretty okay level. And his scoring is so one-dimensional, he can't make any shots outside the restricted area. Even Daniel Tice can, you know, shoot the occasional mirror and shoot the occasional threes. So at this point, when we look at it, I think... Steven Adams is not going to be a good fit for the Celtics. Now, because of Jeremy Grant playing great this playoffs, I think many people will look at Jeremy Grant as a viable option. But Jeremy Grant right now is getting paid $9 million, and that's an underpay. And he has a player option, which he will most likely opt out because of such a good playoff performance. And after that, I think this people are going to throw money at him. Uh, either Denver is going to you know, throw them a $20 million contract or some... Bum team is going to throw Grant a $20 million contract. So there's no way the Celtics can afford him. One interesting idea is to make Gordon Hayward, is to let Gordon Hayward sign his player option and then we deal him into another team. Or we do a sign and trade, which honestly right now we can't do because aren't we like hard capped? I'm not sure what the specifics, but Gordon Hayward, trading Gordon Hayward after he opted into his player option, that is an option, but... I don't think there's a lot of team that wants Gordon Hayward right now because he just came back from yet another injury. I don't think I think his salary is too big for anyone to take on and have good return. So that's that side of the ordeal. So really, realistically, the best shot of us getting better this offseason is Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown keep developing, which I trust them in keeping to develop. Again. As much as I say it's a good idea to trade Kemba Walker, I really don't think that's a good move. Even though it's a good basketball move, I don't think it's a good move in general for a basketball team because that's really going to ruin the reputation of Boston Celtics with free agents. Like, Boston Celtics already don't have a good, good uh, reputation for free agents for what we did to Isaiah Thomas. You know, so 
after you sign a big name free agent and proceeds to trade him away because of his age in the second season of the contract, that's going to make Boston look like a horrible free agent destination. No one will want to sign with Boston ever in the future. And I think uh, even the guys already on the team will feel a little weird being on the team, you know, and uh, they won't feel any loyalty from the Celtics part. And I think the Celtics should really not do that because that is very dangerous. You really, really don't want to do that and to ruin the reputation of Celtics as a very horrible team to his players. So really, you know, we need to bank on Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum playing better, banking on Campbell Walker better recover from his injury, banking on us doing pretty good in the draft, which I don't know if we can be very good in the draft, but that's that. And... That's pretty much it. I mean, all the rookies we have, we have Carson Edwards, who struggled a lot this season. He went off in preseason, but he's an undersized shooter, and, and undersized shooters will struggle in the NBA. And he did. I don't know if it's time to flip him just yet, but, you know, that's an option. Uh, Romeo Langford suffered a lot of injuries. He's shown the athleticism and potential. Good defender, not a good scorer. So let's see if Danny Ainge decides to keep him. Grant Williams, this man. This man is our mini Draymond Green. If he develops well, I think, honestly, he's got potential to be one of the better players, one of the better role players in the league. He is a 24th pick, I think, and I think he's worth every bit of that pick. He's either 24th or 22nd. I think he's 24th. So I think it's worth it, definitely worth it. And he can actually shoot a little threes, which I'm very happy to see. Our remaining rookie is Draymond Waters, who's... Uh, second round pick. He's a 5A point guard. Keep him on the G League. There's no way like we can play him that much. Right? He's a good, great player, but he's also a 5A point guard, and he's not Isaiah Thomas. So, and he's honestly he's he has some decent defense. He's he's not terrible. He's also not good, but he's not bad enough to which he's unplayable. And he's made some interesting shots in the league. So I don't know what to do with Trayvon Waters. I think he's a very interesting project that I think the Celtics should probably keep in the G League for now. And uh, the main issue is how to deal with Romeo Langford. Because honestly, at this point, Romeo Langford, I don't know. He's, a very, he's pretty much a mystery because we haven't had enough sample size because he's gotten hurt like once in a while. I haven't gotten enough sample size to see if he can have the potential to be a good scorer. But his defense is pretty good. His athleticism is pretty good. But he hasn't found the three-point shot yet, which we'll see if he can develop one. And if he can, if he becomes a good enough passer, a facilitator, maybe you can run him at the point guard. Anything's possible at this point. So we'll see what Danny Ainge does with this team. We'll see what Danny Ainge does with all of our resources, which this is the last year that we'll have more than one draft pick. So Danny Ainge better get this all figured out. Oh, you know, I know many of you guys probably would want to see a rent episode where I just absolutely unleash on the Celtics. But right now, I don't think I can do that to the Celtics team. I don't think now that I've taken stuff into perspective, I think I don't, I can't in my right mind blame the Celtics team too much because this Celtics team has played great this entire year. And it's made basketball fun to watch again for most Celtics fans. After the horrible, horrible, horrible debacle that we went through last year, basketball is fun again. And I'm darn happy for that. 
So, I mean, we'll see what happens next season. We'll see what happens in the off season, and uh, we'll see what future brings for this Boston Celtics team. I believe in Brad Stevens. I believe in Danny Ainge. I believe in all the players. No matter if they are going to be on the team next year or not, this team is. This is one of the first times for Brad Stevens after taking the team to the Eastern Conference Finals will have a pretty much intact team next season. Uh, because all the previous two times it's pretty much like you know they've had pretty much new faces. Like after sixteen seventeen, it got traded. After seventeen eighteen, you know Kyrie and Hayward came back. So this is the first time where. There's not going to be a lot of changes with the main guys in the lineup after Eastern Conference Finals run. So we'll see what Brad Stevens can adjust with that. So that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. Build around Tatum, and I trust the team to do that. Build around Tatum and Jalen Brown. Hopefully, Campbell doesn't age really quickly. Uh, we'll see what Hayward does. Marcus Smart, keeping Marcus Smart that we know and love. Rookies develop. Uh, Grant, uh, Grant Williams specific, uh, especially Grant Williams Robert Williams actually I forgot about him Robert Williams I don't know what's going to happen with him he, is, he has such low basketball IQ that I think it's intriguing to see what the Celtics can do with him I will see what the development staff can do with him but other than that go Celtics even though they're no longer playing uh, trust this team and uh, look forward to next season Thank you for listening to this episode of the Totally Biased NBA Podcast. If you like this episode, please give us, a, uh, give us a five-star rating or subscribe in whatever platform you're listening on. And uh, next episode will be tomorrow, where I will probably be looking forward to the NBA Finals. Uh, I, it hurts a lot because I hate both the Heat and the Lakers with a burning passion. I detest both of those teams very strongly because I'm a Celtics fan right when the Heat were good, when during the Heat those days. And I'm also a Celtics fan in general, so, you know, I hate the Lakers. So, this is going to be a very conflicting finals. I'm not, I'm going to root for the Heat because I hate the Lakers more. But, you know, also, the Heat doesn't look like they can win. So, it's, it's not going to be a very fun finals for a Celtics fan. So, next episode will probably be me going over that. And uh, future episodes will be me covering the finals. And when the finals ends, I will be doing a lot of, basically... Scouring the internet for content to talk about. So, again, thanks for listening. I'll see you guys in the next episode.